the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With the power of Tandem HR, you are in the fast lane on Main Street with Get Down to Business with Shalom Klein, the show for business and jobs. Now, the champion of networking, the advocate of jobs, the guru of business, your host, Shalom Klein. We are all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomklein.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Shalom Klein. We are powered by our good friends at Tandem HR. Check them out online, tandemhr.com, or give them a call, 630-928-0510. And you could call into the program today at 312 642 5,600 jam-packed lineup of guests, beginning with uh, our good friend, Linda Nichols from IMC Solutions, an expert uh, and a guru on everything uh, regarding the job search and hiring. And today we'll be talking about the job-seeking cycle. So Linda Nichols, welcome back to Get Down to Business. It's great to have you on the program tonight. Thank you, Shalom. Glad to be here. Uh, it's great to have you. So Linda, I... Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's amazing. I can't believe we're already at August, uh, you know, just this week. And summer is an interesting time, whether you're young or old. And I hate to use those stereotypes for folks that are deciding what's next in their life. Summer is that sort of midpoint, that transition. I always laugh when people use the school year uh, to talk about the calendar year because it's not. But summer vacation time is one of those best times to apply for jobs. Linda, what do you see in the industry with people uh, with people in the job search? Is this a good season or bad season? Well, it, it can be a little bit of both in that it's true that they're often in certain years are not as many new jobs being posted in the summer. I think the volume is, is pretty good this year, so we're, we're job seekers are certainly fortunate. But the job can stay open a little bit longer because you have candidates on vacation, you have hiring managers on vacation, and so the process gets dragged out. The <laughs> good part is for those job seekers that are applying in the summer is their competition is lower because of vacations. Ah, people are headed out. So uh, while uh, while the competition is away, uh, you should strike, uh, which makes sense. So, Linda, you're describing uh, the good and bad seasons to uh, apply for jobs. Certainly, summer is interesting because a lot of hiring managers are away, but competition is away. What would you say are the other good times to potentially look for jobs? Well, the, the two seasons where your competition will be the lowest would be that June to August period and then November, December. Millions of people put off their job search until after the holidays because they want to get the hustle and bustle over and done with um, because of time. And all Americans seem to be triggered by the cycles of New Year, 
new start, wanting to get going on something fresh. Let me wait till that's all over. The same thing is true in that June-August period. We'd rather not search then. We want to wait till the kids are back in school and then hit it. And now, so does so is everybody else. So you're <laughs> right in the middle of all the competition when you wait to those two cycles. So summer and late late fall, early winter are truly the best times when you'll have the least amount of competition. And, and that makes a lot of sense. And I know, uh, again, we're chatting with Linda Nichols of IMC Solutions, some great advice regarding uh, the seasons uh, in hunting for a job. And Linda uh, correctly uh, implies that, uh, that many folks are traveling, various vacations, and, uh, and, and certainly it's a time when a lot of other job seekers may not be taking advantage and may be away. Um, but Linda, you also uh, correctly uh, comment that many uh, companies, many hiring managers, many employers are away too. Linda, what I've been discovering, and I'm, I'm curious if you've seen this as well, is that even though you're right that many uh, companies and hiring managers and, and owners of companies are traveling. These days, people are working remotely. People are, uh, people are stay connected even when they're away. So if somebody has a job posted on one of the many job boards, or maybe they engage a recruiter, and we'll talk about that some more in a moment, um, they will have uh, potentially fewer uh applications waiting for them in their email, which they will likely be checking even though they are away from the office and away from their computer. So the the competition argument that you just made certainly does apply. People are traveling, but you could still take advantage and get their undivided attention because there are not as many applications or resumes competing for their attention. Would you agree, Linda? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The um, hiring managers certainly know that um, the responses are fewer during these periods, but that's all the more reason why they pay attention uh, more carefully to the resumes that do come in. Now, I usually recommend that hiring managers also try to hire during these periods for the same reason. Maybe the candidate flow is lower, but their competition is also snoozing. Ah, that's right. That's right. So would you uh, would you recommend to a job seeker, you've given two cycles, you mentioned the beginning of the calendar year in January when the holidays are over and new budgets are approved and, and folks that want to get a fresh start in the new year, it's time for a new year, a new job. And then you also mentioned uh, the... Uh, that that's that summer season uh, that that after the summer season the start of the new school year uh, potentially when vacations are over um, that that's when some folks are getting serious. What advice would you have regarding uh, regarding uh, folks that that maybe just paying attention to the calendar for their job search? Do you think that it that that they should uh, avoid certain times or specifically target certain times for the job search or when you? need to look, you need to look, and and you should put your best foot forward anytime. Well, that's true. <laughs> if you know you need to look now, no matter what season it is, by all means, you do that. But if you can do so and, and strategically, um, well, strategically, you should search for exactly the job that you're qualified for and that you're looking for, no matter what time of the year. But if you really want to put on an all-out search, and perhaps you're in a profession um, that knows 
no season. In other words, you're in demand all year long. You can simply eliminate some of the competition if you do it during those particular seasons. Interesting. Good advice for job seekers and employers alike. But Linda, uh, we are now, as I mentioned, basically into August. We are uh, certainly deep into the third quarter of the year, um, which means that before you know it, it's going to be the fourth quarter. And although I want to enjoy every minute of our uh, lovely Chicago summer, uh, it's going to get colder outside. We know it will. And we know that Q4 is right around the corner. And for many companies, that's when they uh, that's when they really, really ramp up those hiring decisions. What words of advice do you have for both employers as well as for job seekers regarding end of the year uh, you know, job searches and end of the year, uh, end of the year hiring. Well, certainly those employers that can hire in Q4 um, are really serious about getting it done. Maybe because they um, their budget will be gone if if they don't use it, they lose it. I've had a number of clients that have told me that. Um, but also, if, you're, if a client is on a, a fiscal year where their new budget hits Jan 1, sometimes they like to get a, a jump on the search. Again, the competition, their other you know, competition is lower. Um, so they, they want to start seeing what candidates are out there. They can, even though their, their budget isn't until Q, Q1 of the next year, they can still make offers. It, the person just won't start until Jan 1. So it behooves the serious seeker and the, and the serious hire to be very active in Q4. Great advice, uh, again, from the guru of everything hiring, the guru of everything job search, our good friend Linda Nichols, who has appeared so many times on this program and always has uh, some great insight and information for companies and for job seekers alike. Uh, Linda, you certainly know a thing or two about the cycles for hiring and the cycles for the job search, how to correctly position candidates and companies for the best opportunities. Linda, I'm sure our listeners have questions for you if they want to discuss uh, this cycle, this uh, the job search cycle in greater detail, how can they get a hold of you? Absolutely. Please call me at 630-637-6200 or you can email, email me at l-n-i-c-h-o-l-l-s at imcsolutions.com. Okay, Linda Nichols from IMC Solutions. We always appreciate your expertise here on Get Down to Business. Speaking of expertise, our next guest, Andrew Kavanaugh, uh, certainly knows a thing or two about current events, and it's in the news quite a bit this weekend. Uh, President Trump threatening insurance companies uh, that the bailouts, as he calls it, uh, the bailouts for insurance companies to support uh, the, the marketplace. Uh, he's saying uh, he's going to let Obamacare collapse. We will discuss that with the author of an op-ed running an investor's business daily, Andrew Kavanaugh. He'll be joining us right after this quick break. You're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We are powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. Check out their website, tandemhr.com, or give them a call, 630-928-0510. Our next guest... Uh, recently wrote a op-ed uh, discussing the chaos of reforming healthcare and regarding uh, the Senate's attempted repeal of Obamacare. 
and uh, he discussed the health care costs and what would happen if the individual insurance market collapsed. Uh, Andrew, welcome to Get Down to Business. Thanks for joining us this evening. I'm with you. Fantastic. So you wrote an op-ed in Investor's Business Daily. Uh, before we get there, tell us a little bit about uh, your background, firm's background, and why this is of such interest to you regarding uh, the potential catastrophe that an unstable individual market would cause. I apologize. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Oh, great. Sorry about that. No um, thank you for having me on the show. Um, we work with employers, medium-sized businesses, to help them reduce the cost and volatility of offering health care to its employees, to their employees. And so anything that impacts them is of interest to us. Um, and so when you talk about the individual market, think about health care as being a big balloon. And you squeeze one end, and it's just going to cause a reaction on the other end. Um, so if the individual market collapses, it will impact employers and in a negative way. Absolutely. So uh, it, it's been an... Uh a very interesting week. I know you wrote this op-ed, I believe it was on July 19th, and uh, when we booked you on the program, I knew that this would be an important subject, um, but did not realize just how important it would be. And it seems like the uh, the news of this, literally, uh, President Trump's uh, tweets over, uh, over the weekend uh, leaves a lot of head-scratching of what is going to be and what is his next steps. Indeed, what are the Senate's next steps? If you can uh, describe your reaction Reaction when uh, I, I don't know if you stayed up to watch Senator McCain's uh, incredibly, uh, incredibly, uh, I guess, uh, dramatic uh, vote. I believe it was about two o'clock in the morning, Chicago time. And uh, and I'm curious your reaction to that, as well as, again, President Trump's tweets uh, basically threatening to withhold, as he called it, the bailouts. Um, and and what's next? What are you what what what's your predictions, Andrew? Yeah, I think making predictions on politics would make me look like a fool. Yeah, um, I hear that. I'll, I'll stray a little bit further from that and, and talk about where we go from here. Um, I guess there's two, two routes that you can go. You can assume that health care reform is truly dead for now, and that means the administration really has two choices. They can um, help the individual market or they can let it implode. Um, and again, I'm not going to get into the politics of why they might do one or the other, but if it implodes, um, if they don't, uh, continue to pay the subsidies, if they don't advertise, if they don't enforce the individual market, uh, I'm sorry, the individual mandate, that is all going to hurt the individual market. And, and if people lose insurance in the individual market, employers who already provide over 50% um, uh, or cover over 50% of the people in this country through, for health care, they will feel the pain. If I lose my uh, subsidy and can no longer afford an individual plan, what I might do uh, is go find a job. I might stay in a job. Um, and so high-priced claims, um, individuals with ongoing expensive claims are going to seek out employment that might not otherwise. And so we're going to cost shift back to employers. And that's one of our concerns. So, Andrew, it sounds like you're straddling the, uh, the, between the, between the, the, the two uh, positions over here. Uh, number one, uh, some of the numbers that you quote in your op-ed regarding uh, the challenges of, uh, uh, of the current Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, uh, that very, very shortly, basically 2.4 million people have just one choice on the exchange. And you're saying that is, that's, that's bad news. We've got a, a tough market. Uh, at the same time, you're, you're also saying that what the, what the president is proposing uh, is 
bad news as well because that will also hurt the insurance market. Am I understanding your your view correctly? I think that's right, or not? I think that's right. That is right. In in that the market today isn't ideal. Uh, the the uh, the current environment for the individual market needs to be improved. Um, but right, what we need to do right now is support it um, while Congress works on improvements to it. Um, and so that that is what we're saying is that. Um, doing anything we can to support the individual market, even if that means further changes are coming down the line, is the right thing to do from the employer's perspective. Let's talk practically. The, the last words in your op-ed are, barring that Republicans and Democrats have to do the unthinkable work together to create legislation that solves the issue. And indeed, at times, that does seem unthinkable. But if there ever was a time to work together, this would be the time. Uh, Andrew, what specifics uh, are you advocating for, as well as your firm, uh, Captive Services? What 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 are you uh, advocating for to uh, to that the Democrats and Republicans can possibly uh, reform the Affordable Care Act to ensure a a viable and a stable individual insurance marketplace that will uh, that will be around to help all of those millions of people that are relying on a competitive marketplace as well as a marketplace that does not break the bank. Well, one of the things both Democrats and Republicans are going to have to do is the thing that hasn't gotten any attention. Uh, we talk about health care reform all the time, but it's really a misnomer. What we're talking about is health insurance reform. Um, and what they need to do uh, is move on to health care reform, actually bringing down the costs. If you go back to my balloon analogy, if we're able to take air out of the balloon, all of this gets easier. Um, and so w- w- when the next round uh, of what is hopefully bipartisan effort comes, um, they need to focus on getting air out of the balloon because that makes it, it just makes it easier. Um, because the subsidies go further uh, and they can cover more people if it costs less to have health care. Absolutely. Uh, great proposals, and, and hopefully uh, folks are listening uh, to that. And uh, as you said, it seems like the, uh, the reform is dead. Uh, it seems that way, although making predictions, as you uh, implied, is certainly a, uh, a bad uh, idea in this uh, volatile uh, political climate. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, but, Andrew, you, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you, you live in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. You're, uh, you've worked with uh, Fortune 500 companies. What is the business community saying about what is going on? And uh, what, uh, what, what would they, what, what do you feel is the reaction from the business community to everything that's going on in Washington, D.C.? I mean, again, you need to separate a little bit the views that people take from their political bent from what their view is from running a business. Um, I think the employers in our country, particularly the small and mid-sized employers, are incredible at coming up with solutions. What they need is stability. Um, you give them an environment and they can adapt. They will um, excel within that. But you know, we're just whipsawing them back and forth at this point, and they don't know what's coming. They don't know if there's going to be an employer mandate or not. They don't know if there's going to be an individual mandate or not. They don't know if they're going to end up footing the bill for this. So what they want more than anything is stability. Um, and so I think that that's what they would what they would advocate for first. And again, after that, I think our employers in particular are doing all kinds of creative things to try to bring down the cost of health care. And I think ultimately health care reform, again, focusing on true health care, not health insurance, true health care reform is going to come from the employer. Um, it's not going to come from Washington. Um, and so our employers are doing some fascinating things, you know, uh, banding together to, to create shared primary um, clinics so they can spend more money on primary care. If you think about primary care in our country, it has shifted 
over the last 40 years from being sort of the, the center of healthcare to really just a reactive five to seven minute visit with your physician and then you have a prescription um, or, or a trip to the hospital. Andrew, I want to interrupt you because I, I believe what you're proposing are a fantastic solutions. We like to talk about solutions here, but uh, you're, you're talking about some of, the, some of the steps that big businesses are taking. What about small businesses? What can they do when they don't have the option to, uh, to, to invest that, that kind of money into those, into those creative ideas? Well, I, I think that it's actually coming down to small employers. Our typical employer um, has between 50 and 200 employees, so that doesn't make them small but they're certainly not a mega corporation, and they are beginning to do these things. Um, and so I think there is sort of this bubbling of healthcare reform happening at smaller and smaller employer levels, and we hope to continue to bring that downstream. Uh, fantastic. Andrew, uh, you posted a fantastic op-ed, Employers Need a Functioning Individual Insurance Market and Investors Business Daily. We will post that link on our website, as well as the podcast from uh, today's episode, which uh, you can find online. Again, ShalomKlein.com. Follow me on Twitter, at ShalomKlein. But Andrew, if folks want to learn more about the advocacy that you're doing and certainly your, your, uh, the, the work that you and your firm are doing, uh, how can they find you online? Uh, the best way is via our website, which is www.paredocaptive.com. Pareto is P-A-R-E-T-O, captive.com. Um, and on there we have uh, email and phone for contact information. Fantastic. Uh, Paredocaptive.com. Check it out. Great op-ed. Andrew, we appreciate you joining us on the program. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, coming up after the break, we're going to continue our conversation about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. As I mentioned, you can get on my website, shalomkline.com. That's where you can download podcasts from this program. But we've got a lot more small business for you after this quick break. Welcome back to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We are powered by our friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. Check them out online, tandemhr.com, or give them a call, 630-928-0510, 630-928-0510. And as always, you could check out my website, shalomkline.com. That's where you can download podcasts from Get Down to Business as well as find out about upcoming guests. And uh, I have already posted the uh, the op-ed that I mentioned in our last segment. Indeed, these are interesting times for current events. I encourage our listeners to keep following what's going on nationally, follow what's going on here in Illinois, follow what's going on on a local level. And as I've been talking about over the past few weeks on this program, there is a lot going on. And I, uh, I think it's fair to say that uh, folks that take one side of an issue, uh, pick one party, are uh, are are really just fooling themselves. Uh, it's important to follow the issues on a local level. Uh, there's some interesting discussions taking place on a municipal level of uh, municipalities choosing to opt in or opt out of minimum wage. On a county level, uh, we just saw the uh, a judge just upheld uh, Cook County President Tony Preckwinkle's soda tax, adding a penny, I believe a penny, uh, tax for every ounce uh, of uh, soda, pop, Coke, whatever you want to call it, uh, that's sold. Uh, that's pretty impactful for many, many people. Um, I, I always argue that uh, a lot of the decisions being made uh, locally, and uh, I include the county level in, in that local category, are the ones that actually affect people uh, in the greatest way. And then finally, you move your way up on the state level. Uh, we're 
a disaster. We are a complete and total disaster, and that's the fault of both Republicans and Democrats. Everybody needs to take the blame for that. And on a national level, what's going on is ridiculous. Um, it's ridiculous. We are an embarrassment, uh, and so many people are making fun of our country. Uh, it seems that uh, our president is in denial regarding what happened uh, between Russia and the United States during the election. The White House is in turmoil. At the same time, Democrats really cannot come up with a uh, with an effective message. I watched a press conference this past week with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer uh, talking about, I think they called it a better deal or a greater deal, and they talked about their economic plan, which was just foolish and crazy. And uh, we need to have a better discussion on both sides of the aisle regarding working together. And uh, there's a lot of important issues. So stay engaged on those issues. There, are, There's elections coming up. And again, regardless where you stand on the issues, and I certainly don't have my mind made up on any level, I'd encourage you to stay engaged and talk to candidates and learn about the issues and then make up your mind. Speaking of making up your mind, I tell job seekers all the time, job seekers that I meet with in person, as well as job seekers that I talk to through Get Down to Business every week on the show, is that uh, resumes are important, but job descriptions are even more important. People need to determine who they are and what their identity is. What kind of jobs are you looking for? But I will extend that advice to business people as well. And I think it's really important. And I had this discussion over lunch today on Sunday with somebody. I was wondering what they thought of me. And I don't mean that in a, uh, in a self-conscious way. I was wondering when you talk about me, when you, uh, when you talk about me with clients and with other people, what do they think of me? What are the first words that come to mind? And I think that that's an exercise that every person in business should go through um, to figure out and understand their target market and to better understand your existing clients. You need to occasionally pick up the phone or schedule meetings and have a conversation by asking, why do you continue to work with me? Find out what people think of you, what identity do you have? And there's no doubt that asking that question does take courage. You have to quiet the inner voices that mutter things like, my clients, my employer, my fill in the blank will think that that's a stupid question. They'll think that I don't know what I'm doing and stop working with me or my customer or my client doesn't have time for this. But I have to tell you that most people are very willing to dedicate over 30 minutes to that conversation. You will discover how much you excel over your competition. You'll discover uh, about competition uh, that you might be delivering and offering more. You'll get details about the structure of your company and what people think of your company and what people think of your consulting or the services that you provide. You'll discover how decisions are made by your clients and why they decided to work with you. And you might just discover how other teams can benefit from those services as well. And you'll learn that there are even more opportunities to work with that person. Again, I will tell you, I discovered that today. Today, on Sunday, July 30th, over lunch, I had a conversation with somebody that I felt comfortable with, that I was able to man up and ask the question of, what do you think of me and what do I do? 
uh, and what I do. And I had the most fascinating discussion. I didn't, I'd encourage you to make that call, to have that discussion. I'd put it in the category of difficult discussions to have, more difficult just to get the courage to start that conversation. You'll discover a lot of things. And mark my words, you will grow your business. You will become a better professional as a result of that experience. Uh, I hope you find that, that, that advice helpful. I'd encourage you to put it into practice this week. It will make you a better business person, a better job seeker. Again, regardless of where you are in life, you can benefit from having that discussion and inspire others. Share your experience with me. Contact me through my website, shalomkline.com. You can email me, call me, let me know, and I'd love to hear that input. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. More on Get Down to Business after this quick break. Have you ever thought about why you should be hiring a recruiter as opposed to trying to do the job search uh, or trying to do the hiring uh, decision yourself? Uh, That is a question that so many employers go through all the time, and they might uh, err on the side of uh, cost savings and choosing to go online on Indeed. Uh, or Career Builder, or many of the other sites, uh, by quickly posting a job. Sometimes you could even get a free job listing, uh, and you could actually get quite a few resumes. Uh, that seems quite attractive to many companies, big and small. And you're not wrong for trying to go that route. But our friends at Tandem HR have put together. Uh, some interesting advice regarding why a business, big or small, should reach out to a recruiter to help them in the uh, in the hiring process. Finding the right talent is crucial for companies of any size, whether you uh, need to hire your first employee or you're hiring your 500th employee, uh, finding the right talent is critical. Errors can be minimized by using a professional recruiter, and recruiters work on different fee structures. Small company owners often think, as I mentioned, that professional recruiting is out of reach, and they focus their efforts on recruiting talent themselves. Even the smallest companies can benefit from seeking out professional recruiters who will put the best talent within their reach. But the big question is why? Um, so I've got a few answers for you. The first is that they actually have a more thorough process. They will help you draft the job description that correctly uh, responds to the details of the key skills needed in the workplace. Uh, because professional recruiters are dedicated solely to their task, they can see the process through from the beginning all the way to the very, very end. All of the necessary steps are completed in the right order with nothing important overlooked. And because all these steps are in the hands of full-time professionals, company owners can devote most of their time to non-recruiting revenue-generating tasks. And we say this all the time and get down to business, that you went into business, you're running a law firm, you're running whatever the case may be, you're running your business, you should probably be focused on practicing law or doing whatever the... uh, you know, marketing services or whatever the case may be that you went into business, think about what your website says you do. That's what you should be doing. You should not be a full-time recruiter. You should not be uh, losing track of why you went into business. I Another reason why you should be working with a recruiter is aside for 
being able to outsource that very critical task to somebody else is that they will recruit from lesser known job markets. Although job seekers find many prospective positions through job boards, there's a market that includes potential employees who are not looking for a job. Those are also called passive candidates. And one of the advantages of the hidden job market is that it often yields more appropriate candidates than the ones who are actively seeking new employment. There are many job prospects who are not seeking a different job who might be receptive to a change from their current position anyway. Professional recruiters have built up enough connections and know how to use social media to find those candidates. And recruiters have more time for the candidates. Professional recruiters have more time spent on job candidates than many other professionals. It is their job, after all. Advantages that come with this extra time is additional time spent on creating eye-catching job postings, literally written well, written in a way that will attract attention, written in a way that will get the best possible candidates and will attract the target candidate. Pre-screening the candidates, including reading through resumes, checking out portfolios and LinkedIn pages, contacting candidates that may be suitable and conducting initial phone interviews. This process also makes it easier for recruiters to get to know each of the candidates well enough to make informed uh, recommendations that will save you time and money. And they possess working knowledge of the market because of their close work with job seekers on a daily basis. Professional recruiters have a greater understanding of the market and knowing all of the inner workings of a particular job market helps make it easier to sort out good prospects from bad ones. A recruiter working with job seekers not only knows the traits of a good prospect, but also knows what companies must do to make the positions enticing. Human resource professionals, HR professionals will be able to adjust the job descriptions accordingly. Uh, attracting and encouraging the best candidates to apply. And finally, finally, they're privy to the top search techniques. The prior experience that a recruiter has acquired will help ensure that they know what to look for and what to avoid. Recruiters have access to resources that have already been proven highly effective. Besides knowing what resources bring about the top candidates, those resources also help them determine which candidates to avoid. They will also have developed a working knowledge of effective search techniques and how to maximize the use of, of the database of candidates. Companies that are dedicated to hiring the best job talent will benefit from using recruiters. An outsourced professional recruiter will have a lot of professional uh, advice and will make the process easier on small business owners and save them time and money. With all of those options available to recruiters, companies will have better chances of finding ideal candidates every time for every search. So if you're finding challenges in hiring, if you're finding challenges in the structure of your business, you probably want to talk to our friends at Tandem HR. They can help their professional employer organization, a PEO, uh, in the Chicago area that assists hundreds of small and mid-sized businesses with creating exceptional workplaces. They help clients save time and money while growing their business by taking on a, the administrative tasks associated with human resources, benefits, payroll, tax administration, regulatory com compliance, and risk management, and so much more. So for more information on Tandem HR or PEOs, professional employer organizations, you want to reach out to our good friends at Tandem HR by calling them at 630-928-0510. Mention that you heard about their services on Get Down to Business. They'll take very good care of you. 
or you can visit their website, tandemhr.com. It's been recently redesigned with a wealth of knowledge and information. You don't want to miss out on it, tandemhr.com. Speaking of knowledge and information, we've got more of that coming up for you after this quick break. Welcome back to Get Down to Business. We are the show, every, everything about small business jobs and entrepreneurship, powered by our good friends at Tandem HR. And it is time for a business tip of the week, which can be heard daily on the morning show at 7.30 a.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. So we love to share uh, great networking tips and great networking events. And as Donald Trump would say, believe me, it's incredible. Um, so we've got uh, some great events coming up on August 24th, uh, coming up in just a few short weeks, we've got a great networking event coming up. Uh, it is a multi-chamber networking breakfast at the Holiday Inn in Skokie. Perhaps that's why I'm so passionate about it. It is a breakfast event, and it is a chamber event involving the Assyrian American Chamber of Commerce, the Deerfield Bannockburn Riverwoods. Displains, Evanston, Glencoe, Glenview, Highland Park, Lincolnwood, Mount Prospect, Niles, Parkridge, Skokie, Wilmette, Kenilworth, and Winnetka and Northfield Chambers of Commerce. That's a lot of different chambers, and that is a lot of opportunities to network and expose your business to a lot of interesting opportunities. Um, you can multiply your networking potential by getting involved with other communities, and it will give you an opportunity uh, to use the structured format of the event. I've been to one of these in the past. And you could talk about your products and services uh, to sort of that expanded group. Again, that's August 24th at 7.30 a.m. You can learn more on the Skokie Chamber of Commerce's website, skokiechamber.org. Um, and we were planning on having an interesting discussion this evening on the program. Uh, I uh, we, we will be postponing this discussion, but I have to tell you, I was traveling the other week. Uh, speaking at an event uh, in Florida about networking, and I actually jumped into a lift on the way to the airport. Um, I decided not to rent a car. I, I jumped in the lift, and the driver seemed quite professional, and I felt bad because I was on a conference call at the time. I felt bad that I wasn't able to say hello to him. Um, as we were getting closer to the airport, we ended up talking, and it turns out that this is a fella that does uh, he has a business of his own in my in the Miami area, and he actually drives a Lyft for two to three hours a day, only in the morning hours, so he can meet professionals, and that's how he networks. So we'll be having him on the program over these upcoming few weeks. But while we're on the subject of networking, a few quick tips and advice before we close out this wonderful edition of Get Down to Business. Keep in mind that networking is about being genuine and authentic. So if you go to that August 24th event, Remember that it's all about building trust, not about selling, but it's actually about building relationships. Determine in advance what your goals in participating in the networking meetings will be. Figure out if you're trying to make contacts, get involved in volunteering, uh, or maybe it's strictly making business connections. You want to identify which groups you're interested in. So I'd encourage you to explore, get to know the tone and the attitude of the different groups, hold volunteer positions in the organizations, and ask a lot of open-ended questions in networking conversations as opposed to very simple who, what, where, when, why, and how 
questions that can be answered in a simple yes or no or one word answer and become known as a resource. When you are known as a strong resource, people remember to turn to you for suggestions, ideas, names of other people, and this will keep you visible to them and have a clear understanding of what you do, for whom, why, and what makes your services special, your unique value proposition, your UVP and be able to articulate clearly what you're looking for and how others can help you. And remember, follow-up, follow-up, follow-up. That means that if you uh, interacted with somebody, reach out to them, follow through on the referrals that are given to you, network with them. Remember, the business is not conducted during the one hour at the event. It involves developing relationships. Hopefully, you find those tips, advice, and information helpful. Uh, and all of the information that you learned this week on Get Down to Business, fantastic discussion about the job search and hiring process with our good friend Linda Nichols of IMC Solutions. We spoke with Andrew Cavanaugh uh, regarding his recent op-ed in Investor's Business Daily regarding the individual insurance marketplace and lots of discussion about great tips for hiring, uh, business networking tips. You're listening to Get Down to Business to Success. Wishing you the rest of a great Sunday. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.